When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insights, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. All right, welcome back to the final segment here of the post-game show, Raiders they lose to the Chargers down in Los Angeles, 24-17. to Raiders now 1-3, and three, and as I said uh, to start the show, 1-6 over their last seven games going back to last year. And uh, we talked about the offense. We talked about the coaching. I want to just give – I want to end a little bit on a positive here because I saw something out of the defense tonight, uh, Murph, that I liked, especially early on in the game. They had a little bit of lull in the middle, but – I'll tell you what, up front, John Jenkins, what he's been able to do in being disruptive. You saw Max Crosby do what Max Crosby does. I can't praise him enough, so I'm just going to, you guys know because you watch the game, you understand it. Uh, but I saw that. I saw Malcolm Kuntz again really come out and ball out. And I thought tonight was the best game they played as far as creating pressure up front against the Chargers. Now, the Chargers were without their starting center, but it doesn't matter. You play against who you play against. And I felt really good about seeing that. Some problems with Ja'Korian Bennett. Again, I like the kid, but there's a couple issues there with him. And in coverage, the biggest issue I have with the Raiders' defense is their tackling and arm tackling and tackling high, which allowed the Chargers to gain extra yards on certain downs. But were you with me on that defensive front? It was nice to see them spark it up. They got left on the field too long because the offense couldn't get it done again. But man, I, I at least I saw some fight, some of that fight that like, energy you were talking about earlier yeah definitely I, I guess that that would be one positive to point at i mean when you see guys <laughs> like nestor jade 
you know, and, and, and a couple others like jumping on the pile. It was yeah. funny. That was another comment that, that my uncle made during the, during the game. He's like, when do we start jumping on piles? Like, you know, and you got 300 dudes like, like launching themselves into people on the pile. Like that was great to see that kind of level of energy uh, out of the defense. So I'm with you that like, it was, it was nice to see some passion come out of those guys. It was, I mean, especially speaking of Nestor Jade, like finally getting activated, uh, uh, you know, you know, here for the first time uh, in the season to take his first NFL game. So like, so that was, that was, that was definitely encouraging to see, but I'm with you. I mean, but the lapses, um, you know, turnovers are one thing, timing of turnovers are another. And, you know, going back to, you know, previous versions of this Raiders team, when, you know, when you looked at the timing of turnovers, you looked at whether that, that turnover may have come in the red zone like it did today, uh, or one of them did. Um, when you look at the timing of those kinds of things, when you put the defense in really, you know, challenging positions where they don't just have a chance to defend 80 yards and instead they're defending 20 uh, or 40 or whatever the case may be and, and allow the other team to get scoring position, like you really compromise their ability to be successful. So there is a little bit of, I, I do have a little bit of, of, of empathy on that side of it, that, you know, the defense was charged with a lot today against the Chargers offense. That's pretty freaking legit. Like, you know, as much as I think that uh, Justin Bear is overrated, um, you know, he, <laughs> and, and he is, um, he's still pretty freaking good and they still have Keenan Allen and they still, you know what I mean? Like they still have playmakers on offense. So, um, so I, I, I certainly give the, the defense a little bit of a pass in terms of that nature and that, you know, they, they were put in challenging spots and they remained and, and, and kept some fire a little bit. It, it, it certainly more than we saw offensively. And, and, and like you mentioned about Max, I think it was a very critical point there that we saw him down, but he brought himself back. What's right, disappointing that is that it wasn't, this is that kind of guy. And that's the thing is that he's a self-motivator, but not everybody is, right? But yeah. he's the kind of guy that can that can get himself going and get himself into to having an impactful game. And not everyone's like that. And that's where leadership comes into play. But anyways, the point being though, um, yeah, let's 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 sing a little bit of praise uh for the defense and the idea that you know, we, we held a really good football team, especially offensively, uh, to a decent amount of point. And that freaking and even come up big on that. Man, I'll tell you, I don't know how Brandon Staley keeps his job. I, I, I don't that know how he down. kept his job. Again, fourth down. He can't, he can't help himself. He can't help himself on fourth down, and it no. rarely works. Like, wad those, you know, uh, uh, analytics, turn them sideways, and, you know, do what The Rock says, and you, you know what I mean? Like, shove them, because, I mean, that's <laughs> unbelievable the way that he does it, and it's great for us. Like, I'm yeah. thankful for it, but, man, that just – so anyway, so shout out the defense in terms of that and, and, and shutting down that, that fourth down play and, uh, and getting to A-Bear the way that they did and, and that little bit of spirit that we saw out of them. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Scott. That, that front really, really pushed and made, it, and made a difference and, and kept it, frankly, competitive today. Yeah, and I mean, look, our good friend Ariel brought up that the defense, if you think about it, 17 points were given up because of turnovers, including two on the Raiders' side of the field. The Chargers had a short field for their first two touchdowns because of turnovers, uh, or excuse me, the second two, because of turnovers. And so you take that out of it and you put your defense, again, you put your defense into a rough spot because they don't get to defend the field for 80 yards. They have to defend the field on 35 yards or on 40 yards. That's a big difference. And of course, we had a dropped interception. Trayvon Morick had one in the end zone. They did get their first interception of the season. 
right? So there's that one too. It just needs to happen a lot more. I think I think now with tonight there were uh, three, so that was plus eleven minus one. So they're still plus, or they're still minus ten on the uh, on the turnover ratio, which is not good. the The offense production will fall again because of what they were able to do there. So we'll have to see see what happens there. But uh, again, a tough one and. Um, there's a lot of soul searching and it's not going to be a good week because there's going to be a lot of, I think, gnashing of teeth around the coaching situation. Um, I don't think many people will question him on starting the quarterback. I think people understand that. Uh-huh. I think overall, again, Aiden O'Connell made a lot of mistakes. He also did some good things. And so you're seeing what you have. I fully suspect Jimmy Garoppolo to be back in there next year or excuse me, next week. But it was good to see O'Connell. So now you know where he's at. You can work on that and help him get better. And he's going to sit on the bench again. Uh, and we'll see what happens there. But overall, again, I wish I could look at Raider Nation out there, Murph, and tell him it's okay. It'll be all right. You guys can still come back. You can still do that. Have some hope. And look, all hope is not lost. But it's really hard when you look at this just because of the way things have been trending. And we'll have to see what this week bears, what changes are made, if any, and how things go down. But uh, let me let me get your last words on that before we talk a little bit about uh, the One Nation Foundation. All right, thank you. But I'll, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it back around. I want to ask you a question. So sure. I you guys have talked a lot about the really the only way that you see McDaniel's not making year three is if they lose the locker room. Um, we know Mark Davis doesn't like to be embarrassed. He's still his his dad's kid. Mm-hmm. At what point? Like, what do you think it would take? to be the breaking point because I'm with a lot of Raider nation. Like it's, I think it's fair at this point for the lack of success and the way that we have had that lack of success to go back to that comparison to the Dan Campbell thing and all that stuff. Like at what point does he just, does Mark Davis pull the plug on this? And I know that like, and here I am asking a question, so I'm going to shut up and make it quick. But like, I understand that like coaching turnover and frequency of that, it's not healthy for an organization either, but I think there's enough, you know, road laid down here that we realize it's not going in a positive direction. At what point is it, is it merited for Mark Davis to just say, all right, that's it. We're going to elevate someone in house, whether that's Rob Ryan or whoever else it may be, or Mick Lombardi or whatever. You're the new head coach and we freaking move on and we chase Jim Harbaugh in the off season or whatever we do. What, what, what is it? What do you think it's going to take for, for that to happen? It's a great question. And and I would have said I would have said we would be a lot closer to that if they would have gotten blown out today. Now, it almost happened. They almost got blown out today. They showed some moxie, came back, they had some breaks, and they were on the four yard line only down by seven. So so you look at that, and I think to lose the locker room and to lose faith from the owner, you have to continue to perhaps spiral downward, which is not good, right? And and I think that Again, this team has the talent on offense. Why it's not performing is the question. So I think there's more time. I don't think that it's going to be tomorrow, for those of you who really want that to happen after today. But I do think that every loss gets us closer to that because it's not like you're losing on a play. You're losing for all sorts of reasons. There's there's a lack of discipline, obviously, with penalties. There is turnovers occurring. Now, tonight, the turnovers were a little different. But I think that's what you have to look for is you have to look for the, the locker room fracture starting to happen. We already saw Devontae Adams. It was only week three and he was speaking out. 
if we start to hear more of that from people and it becomes louder and people start talking to the media, to you know the, the guys who cover the team every day in the locker room, the beat guys, if they start writing about that stuff, that means people are talking to them. And if people are talking to them off the record and giving them stuff, then I think you start to see, if you're an owner, okay. you say, wait a minute, this is lost and uh, we can't have this because to your point about being embarrassed as an owner and all that stuff. So to me, I don't think we're there yet, but are we inching closer? Absolutely. And I think you should be to your point. I've always defended, look, you can't be the reason Raider nation has had so much, so much angst or excuse me, misery over the last several decades is because of that constant turmoil. And some, and Al Davis owned some of that at the end of his life. Let's be fair. But yeah, as sure. it's, as it's gone along and Mark Davis has tried to learn more about the team he owns and the business he's in, um, he even admitted that he made mistakes. And I, I agree there have been. So that's fine. The chasing of John Gruden, all that stuff. But now you're at a point where it's like, you don't just stick with somebody because you've had too much turnover in the past. If the results aren't getting better and you're not progressing on a timeline, they might have a timeline that says, hey, we need to win four games this year. If that's their timeline, then he, maybe he won't get fired. Uh, but if if that's not the expectation, if the expectation was you won six games last year, I expect eight this year then uh, each game we get closer to that not being a reality or being possible, that's when I think it happens. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's a great point, Scott. And I, I'm curious to what, and we'll never know what the conversations are between McDaniels and Mark Davis going into the season. You know, is it, you know, hey, look, Mark, you know, we're it's going to take us a full three years to build this thing. Um, you know, this quarterback class coming out is not real strong. So we're going to ride with a KG veteran like Jimmy G and uh, we'll draft somebody late. And then, you know, Hey, look at odds are we're going to, we're going to not be super competitive in 2023, but there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out, you know, in that following subsequent draft. And so then we'll have, you know, we'll have our, our, our first round quarterback and then Aiden O'Connell to back him up. And like, what, like mm. you never know, like what, if this stuff has been planned out and plotted out already. I mean, if anything, we know that Mark Davis is an incredibly successful businessman. He has turned the Raiders around from being one of the most floundering franchises financially into being, you know, one of the, and I don't know what the number is, but I mean, we're up there or, you know, like not the Cowboys level number six, there you go. Most valuable franchise and, you know, and, and, and things are rocking down there in Vegas and props to him. And he is, he has done what his dad was never able to do. He has built that dream of the Raiders having the absolute, uh, top-notch facilities in terms of place to play, you know, training, all those things. So um, those things are unmatched. Uh, what hasn't been matched yet is the wins and losses yet, you know, and, and I, as you mentioned, Al struggled towards the end as well with a lot of the turnover that he went through. I think we just, we just had the anniversary of the overhead projector incident uh, just this last week, you know? So, I mean, so we, we, we've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of that in Raider nation, but, I, but I'm with you though, that like, I think ultimately it, it, it's, it's, it's come time or it's, it's getting certainly close to time. I know as fans and of course as fans, we're a lot shorter on patience uh, than, than really what we ought to be uh, in terms of the way that, cause if look, I'm sure there was a lot of people, again, I'm going to use this example again. I'm sure there's a lot of people calling for Dan Campbell's head and wanted him to be fired because the Lions didn't have any success. And now look at him. You know what I mean? Now look at where Dan Campbell and those Detroit Lions are. Uh, so anyway, so I, I think that there's something there to be said for for patience with it. But I just don't feel like like McDaniel's is the guy, and I think that it's gonna we're inching closer and closer to that to that day, like you said, that where you know you stack up enough losses, even despite again go despite the conversations that might be happening outside of our scope. Yeah. You know, you if they win three games this year, how can you? How can you trust what that guy is telling you is going to work itself out when he can't even, 
you know, match net the, the previous year's win total. It was only Correct. six. Like I, you know. Well, so, anyways, and, I, and all the money on off- there, again, all the money yeah. on offense. I, you, you're spending a yeah. ton of money on offense, and you're not even scoring. So, so there has to be some, and, and you're that's your side of the ball. It's like if you're a defensive coach and your defense stinks, people look at you and say, well, "What's going on?" In this case, it's offense, and and you got to be able to do more there. So we'll see. Murph, uh, speaking of of looking at the positive side of things, of course, we know that uh, Murph and his crew, Michelle and Swag Jeff, uh, say hello to your Uncle Mosh as well. Uh, they they do great work Uncle with the, the with the One Nation Foundation. Which any you. any super chats we get here, any proceeds from the Irish Cannon T-shirts or the Midtown Mo T-shirts from DC Four L Custom Tees, by the way. Go visit them on their website. It's dc4lcustomtees.com. Any stuff you buy there, $4 from each shirt goes right to the One Nation Foundation. Uh, and we got somebody who's going to be wearing that shirt next week that you'll know pretty good. I'm going to hold that. You'll see pretty soon. Oh, pretty cool idea. Yeah, pretty cool. cool. Um, but anyway, they do great work for Raiders Charities. And so I want to turn it over to Murph here as we do in every show, just to let you know, because if you do a super chat, Great. If you don't, you can go to their website or you can watch Raiders Fan Radio on Wednesday nights when they go live and you can donate there any way you want to do it. But Murph, tell them everything that you guys are up to. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I appreciate that, Scott. Yeah, as always for the platform. And so uh, we figured out a few years ago that we could raise money with our show, Raiders Fan Radio, and we quickly decided we wanted to give all that money away. Uh, So we started a nonprofit organization called the One Nation Foundation, and we give to strictly Raiders-related charities. Uh, We've given to the Raider dad folks this year who take underprivileged kids and their families uh, to Raider games. And then we're also getting ready to present a check to the Bolitnikoff Foundation. Uh, The Bolitnikoffs provide safe places for young women at risk of substance abuse and domestic violence. And so not only bring them in and offer safe places, but give them rehabilitative services as well. Uh, they're, they're literally doing the Lord's work there. Uh, the great Fred Bolitnikoff and his wife, Angela. And so uh, our foundation is going to present a check for $15,000 uh, on behalf of Raider Nation, on behalf of you all and the amazing wow. generosity that you all have had this year uh, through all those super chats, through selling the shirts, uh, uh, again, uh, sorry, super chats from selling uh, merch like the t-shirts to also any sort of direct donations and things that we get, any of the raffles that we have done. Um, and so we appreciate you Raider Nation so very much. And even if you can't give monetarily, we just ask that you hit a like, hit a subscribe. Um, Silver and Black Today here has been an amazing platform for us. As I mentioned, Scott and Mo have been amazing in helping us amplify our voice of the foundation. So, you know, support those guys. Uh, make sure you hit those, hit all the buttons, smash the bell as the kids say, hit a retweet. <laughs> any of that kind of stuff to help their show uh, and help ours as well. Raiders fan radio, uh, all that stuff generates advertising opportunities for us and all the advertising money that we get. We give a hundred percent of that away to Raiders related charities and like the manscape folks have just come on with us. And so we're thankful for that as, as a corporate partner uh, of the one nation foundation Raiders fan radio. So um, those advertising opportunities are huge. Uh, I'm wearing a shirt tonight for the boys. Shout out the boys, Will Compton and the boys are busting mm-hmm. with the boys. 
also a huge uh, uh, donator to the One Nation Foundation this year and supporter and can't appreciate him and, and that crew enough. And so, yeah, thank you all very much for what you do. And, you know, I, we always just say we're the vessels, we're the knuckleheads with microphones with an opinion about the Raiders, talking about them on the, in our bonus room. Uh, you guys <laughs> are the ones and your generosity is what propels all this. So we cannot thank you enough. And thank you again, Scott, uh, for, for having a voice here on this platform. Thank you so much. Of course, my pleasure. Doing great work out there. And I know that's the thing, despite wins or losses or whatever's going on with the team, it's always amazing to me how Raider Nation bands together. And that's exactly what the One Nation Foundation, helping Raider charities as well. So keeping it in the family, doing great work. So make sure you do that. We certainly appreciate it. Make sure you follow Murph on x.com underscore M-U-R-F. You can also go uh, to YouTube, as he asked, and as I'm telling you, you must do, go subscribe to the Raiders Fan Radio uh, channel there on YouTube as well. Also, don't forget, subscribe to this podcast, right? We're going to be back on Tuesday, Mo and I. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your audio. Hit the subscription button, hit on the auto download. That way, every time we have a new show, it gets pushed to you right away. We will, of course, be back with another live post game next week. Uh, but in the meantime, Make sure you listen in to our regular shows. Murph, as always, my friend, it is a pleasure. I appreciate the time. Look forward to watching you guys on Wednesday night and to talking to you next week. All right. Look forward to talking to you after Monday Night Football. Scott, let's go two and three. Yes. Here we go. Another late <laughs> night. It'll be great. All right. Against the Packers. Thanks, we'll see what they're able to do. All right. Have a good night, uh, Murph. Take care. All right. See you, bud. All right. There you go. That's going to close it out for the show. By the way, everybody out there in the chat, thank you so much. Uh, for being in there. And obviously, as I'm running the show at the same time, uh, I don't always get to the messages, but I saw some of the super chats. Thank you so much for that. Thanks to everybody in there. Raider Worm. Of course, we have Gaurab in there. I think I said that right. I can't remember. And everybody, Ariel, all the folks in there. MDM, long time no here. Thank you for being back. Uh, but also make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're not already a subscriber here, please do so. And we'll do that as well. And I will have my piece tomorrow, my post-game piece on the Raiders up on sportsnot.com. Also, ask you to do a favor. Evan Grote, you know him from Just Pop Baby, another Raider podcaster. We now have the NFL Playbook podcast from sportsnot.com uh, where we cover the entire league. It comes out on Thursdays. So go follow us on x.com there. It's the NFL Playbook pod. And then uh, also like that channel uh, on YouTube as well. It's the sportsnot.com channel. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. As always, Raider Nation, sorry about the loss, but we will be back here to talk about where this team goes next on Tuesday. For our producer, meh, excuse me. See, I can't even talk now. For our producer, Mike Robbie, for Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, I am Scott Branson. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>